TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Badlands podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiselled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network. I am Mags and joining me today as always my Welsh brethren, Mr Paul Talley. Paul, how are you? Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening. I'm, 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 I'm okay, I'm, I've come, I've got to ask. Oh yeah, I did ask, didn't I? Yeah, yeah you did, you did ask. <laughs> <laughs> you ask every week. <laughs> uh, I've got a confession to make, though. Oh, I mean, th- this is shooting from the hip. Go on, what is your confession? Yeah, I've, I've come unprepared. I've, uh, well, I've not done I my mean... homework this week. I, I know sometimes it may sound like I haven't done homework, but I really have. But I mean... To to be fair, this week has been hectic for a lot of us. Uh, you'll 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 hear that Ray's not on the show again. He's had a a lot of laugh issues. We on the back of WrestleMania thirty eight, which was a a monumental, stupendous show, but it was very very long. So um, you have a lot of uh, excuses why you haven't been able to to. Um, to cover the topic, but we kind of like mixed it up anyway. So we're going to have a little bit of uh, a, a look back at last week, a, a little bit of this week's topic, and then next week we're going to kind of revisit it anyway. So you've you've essentially been given a, a week's extension to do your homework. You're too kind to me, <laughs> but it I'll better send... be good, or else you're getting failed. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you an Easter egg as a thank you. Oh, you are far too calm. So, um, yeah, uh, like I said, Ray uh, is not here. Um, Laugh is, uh, is still uh, kicking that guy in the ass. Um, um, we we miss him. Uh, hopefully he'll be back very, very soon. It seems like a, a corner may be uh, turned in his uh, personal life, so hopefully uh, um, there'll be good news on the horizon and uh, we can get back to having Ray being upset at our Roman Reigns-hating booking. <laughs> yeah, keep your fingers crossed for him. Yeah, deserve, deserves a break. He certainly, certainly does. Um, but um, friend of the show, uh, great guy, uh, Dan Griffin, uh, who uh, has really started to kind of like chip in with uh, with his takes on on some of the topics that that we're covering. Uh, he's give us a, a really detailed kind of uh, look at how he sees Owen Hart's. Uh, career panning out uh so i know we've visited this uh topic a couple of times but for me you can never have enough going out um so um i think we should kind of look at dan's uh um viewpoints and his mindsets and, and kind of have a have a, a little dissection of it so if you want to do the honors paul uh since you've not done any homework you can do some reading out loud to the class i will i've got yeah i'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to do a bit of jack and ori <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's seems... more comfortable <laughs> <laughs> okay right well off the bat let you thank you again dan for for sending this in we we do love uh Get, getting uh, your thoughts on stuff. You like like the the ghost writer now of uh, <laughs> of Badlands. 
Paul will be copying your homework and, and just changing it a little bit just so the teacher doesn't <laughs> suspect. That's a good idea. I could cut a deal with Dan and he just does my prep for me. <laughs> I'll send him a few beers in the post. Okay, right. So, Dan, uh, start starts off with the um, caveat that this is about 50-50 what he thinks would happen if uh, if Owen Hart hadn't passed away. And what, well, 50% that and 50% of just the matches he would like to see. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got a bit of a, probably got a bit of fantasy thrown in with some, some, some realism. So let's, let's start with, um, so we're going to start with Owen Hart being denied his release. Um, Which yeah, Owen Hart- rumored to have happened in, in, in real life. Yes. Yes. So this is after Brett, after the Montreal screw job, Obviously, Bulldog and Anvil did did get their release, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Well, they left the company. Owen, the rumor is Owen requested his. He didn't get it. So we've got um, WCW are struggling. Brett is floundering in WCW. And Vince would want to spite them all by booking a heart at the top of WWF. Mm-hmm. So at Over the Edge, uh, the, the horrible pay-per-view it was, we're recasting that. And Owen, as the Blue Blazer, beats Godfather. Um, and then on the next night on Raw, he wins the rematch. Okay. Um, ah, sorry. Also, he reveals himself, reveals that um, Owen Hart is, in fact, the Blue Blazer. Yeah, because I think at the time the storyline was, was it Owen, was it Jeff? Yes. Um, so, yep, makes yep. sense. So next night on Raw, he beats he beats Godfather and he reveals himself as the Blue Blazer. So then he takes Godfather's place in the King of the Ring of that year. Um, remind me, Mags, that year is 98? 99. Um, King of the Ring, 99. And he wins a lot. So we have King Owen Hart for the second time in his career. Equaling Brett, which is yes. something I think I mentioned uh, last week. Yep, so that feeds into, into Dan's idea about kind of mimicking Brett and even surpassing Brett, I guess. Um, so he goes on a heel run. He feuds with Edge for the Intercontinental title going into SummerSlam of that year. Mm-hmm. And the two of them replace Jarrett and Jarrett and D'Lo Brown, Jeff Jarrett and D'Lo Brown in the champ champ match with Owen winning. So that's the, the European and the Intercontinental uh, match. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Okay, then Owen, as the double champion, then struggles to defend both of those titles individually, leading to a face turn where he loses the titles. He hits rock bottom, but he's a heart, damn it. So he's shooting for the big one, the WWE title. Okay. Okay. I mean, WWF at the time, but we'll uh, we'll we'll forgive that transgression. Um, okay, right, so then he takes Big Show's place in the WWF title triple threat match at Survivor Series, against uh, still in 1999, and he pins Triple H to win the title in that match, so Owen Hart becomes the world champion. In in really quick time um, from from what happened over the over the edge to, to Survivor Series, it's not not a long period, so, yeah. Yeah, so round, rounding out the millennium well here, uh, there is a problem, though. I, I love this bit that Dan Dan threw in here. L- good little bit of quirk of history, if you like, and and I could see this happening. Um, so so Dan says the problem is 
Bret Hart wins the WCW title on the 21st of November 1999. So a week so, later. Essentially a week later, yeah. Yeah. So Vince doesn't want the WWF title associated with WCWs. Because um, so he's petty like that. He is petty like that. I, I, you can imagine that. You wouldn't want... He wouldn't want Owen as WF champion overshadowed by Brett as WCW champion. Yeah, and especially if you if you, at the time if you compare the two uh the two careers, Brett would look like the more successful of the hearts. Owen was still kind of uh struggling to get out of that shadow metaphorically. So Brett as WCW champion would look more important than Owen. Owen would look like a second best, second rate champion, which would reflect on the the, the WWF. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's a terrible look. So, um, quick sharp, quick bit of booking. Vince puts the championship on Big Show at um, at Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Um, reason for Big Show challenging was he was denied his shot at Survivor Series because he was replaced in that match by Owen, if you remember. Okay, so then we have Owen Hart bouncing around in the upper mid card until three days before the Royal Rumble. Um, when Brett is forced to vacate the WCW title. When he as he first kicked off by Goldberg. Exactly. Um, and he then retires. Uh, so Owen is then selected, and, and Dan says, yeah, either out of spite or love towards Brett to be the winner of the 2000 Rumble. Very, very likely to be both. Yeah, <laughs> knowing, well, both worked, didn't they? Vince, yeah. <laughs> both worked. Um, it, it'd be a hell of a moment, wouldn't it, actually, if Owen Hart won the Royal Rumble, what's that, again, a week after Brett's forced to... Mm-hmm. retire it'd be uh yeah that'd be quite a moment owen enters at number nine in the rumble um after rikishi and viscera are gone i don't know what the i don't know what the uh the i don't know why you, yeah the significance of that is it just because rikishi and viscera are two of the favorites because they're the big guys even though the big guy never wins it yeah could well yeah. be Okay. Maybe dan just has a lot of love for big daddy v and 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 the quiche yeah, right. who can blame him? Who can blame him? I think this is the this will be the Royal Rumble in uh, on Channel Four, wouldn't it? Yeah, the two thousand one. Yeah, um, puts in a good shift, forty to forty five minutes, a handful of eliminations, and he eliminates Big Show and The Rock. Okay, in the uh, in the final spot. Brilliant. Okay, Owen then defends his number one contendership against The Rock and Big Show at No Way Out. Owen and Rock both grab submissions on show, making him tap out, throwing the number one contendership into dispute. So again, famously, this was where the Rock and the Big Show uh, eliminate each other at the same time, didn't they, in the Royal Rumble, in the re- in, in reality. And their number one contendership was in dispute, which then led to the the WrestleMania 2000 Fatal 4-Way match. Very, very true. Uh, yeah. Which is actually called the WrestleMania X6, which uh, it was not called that. It was WrestleMania. There's no WrestleMania 16. It's WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. WrestleMania MM, surely. <laughs> I mean, if we're going Roman numerals, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember it in Roman numerals whether they, they had X7 for 17 and X8 for, for 18. I think Vince just makes up numbers as he goes along. WrestleMania, if I remember right, WrestleMania 17 was actually X7, the word 7. 
X dash seven, yeah. <laughs> and then it was X eight, the number eight, and then then he went to Roman numerals for X one X. So Julius Caesar his, was spinning in his grave. He's all over his place. He's all yeah. over the place with 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 his number <laughs> number setup. I don't think he even understands numbers. I don't think so. Absolutely Roman ones. Okay, so right, so we go to WrestleMania, and this is this is where I'm fuming with Dan. Dan gave me grief because I said Mick Foley didn't need championships um, on our previous episode. I stand by that. I think Mankind as a character never needed a world title. Dan gave me awful grief about this. And now, come to WrestleMania 2000, who does Owen Hart replace in that in that fatal four-way? McMahon in every corner match? Mm-hmm. Mick Foley. Foley. Yeah. Dan, you absolute two-faced hypocrite. <laughs> Double and, standards. And, and it's in the twice in a week, Mick Foley has been besmirched because Undertaker <laughs> didn't mention him once. And now his, his title match at WrestleMania X6, according to Dan, has been, has been expunged from the record. So, wow, Dan, disappointed. Foley's having a shit time. <laughs> why did just just on that? Why did Undertaker mention him? Is there any is there any like political reason there, or he just he no, just doesn't view it as? I I, I think he was being rushed. Uh, if you, I, I watched the full kind of like fifty minutes of uh, of Undertaker's like speech, and there were a couple of points where you can see him uh, touching his ear, uh, the earpiece, and I think he's like being told, "Come on, wrap this up." Um, so it's a case of what stories do I lose? Unfortunately, Mick Foley, Mick Foley lost one. I don't think there's anything particularly uh, egregious against Mick Foley. No, good, good. That's good to hear. Not, not like, not like Dan, who clearly hates him. <laughs> no, he's only ever WrestleMania main event. Even though he accuses you of hating him. <laughs> um. I think, in fairness to Dan, I did. Ch- I did challenge him on this, and he did. He did follow up by saying he would have rathered the street fight with Triple H to be Foley's swan song, and actually yeah. coming back at WrestleMania 2000 um, kind of rubbish that a little bit. I yeah. can agree with that, but that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So in that match. Vince gets cold feet on the Owen push. Owen is eliminated second, and Triple H still wins the match. So Triple H comes out of WrestleMania 2000 as the champion, as he did in reality. Yep. Bit of a bit of a bit of a um, fall for Owen because he replaces S.A. Rios in the European title match. So going from the main event at <laughs> WrestleMania to now being uh, the curtain jerker in the European that's that's a that's law that's like cena being champion and then being told you're going to be 24 7 yeah bad booking down naughty down it's it's only two months ago he was like doing it for brett winning the rumble in his honor (laughs) and and now he gets to replace sre of all people (laughs) uh okay um but uh, S.A. Rios in that match was against Eddie Guerrero. So I think Dan, this is where Dan just wants to see it. Owen Hart versus Eddie Guerrero. And who can blame him for that? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, he says that the, the match is an absolute banger. So I yeah. can't fault him for that. Yep. Um, then they have a rematch at Insurrection. Is Insurrection a UK pay-per-view? It is. Yep. yep. 
it's as good as the first, and Owen gets his win back. Okay. Um, so becomes champion, I assume. I, I, I would assume so. Uh, yeah. It looks uh, yeah. Like that Eddie wins the first one, and then Owen uh, essentially wins the title the next time. Yep. So then we go to Judgment Day. Um, Owen defends the title in a four-way versus Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn, and Dean Malenko. So all the uh, the radical scrubs. Yep. And he pins Dean Malenko to retain again. Absolute banger, elevating the status of the European title. Which definitely needed it at the time. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how that one, that one was booked, though. I would like more detail on that, because that is... That has the potential to be a three-on-one match. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you would at least think it started as three-on-one, and then uh, as Owen got beat down, the at least uh, Perry Saturn's eyes would have been on his opponents, like one, <laughs> one each at the same time. Uh, yeah, you, you would think that it would be the traditional kind of like friends um, going up against each other uh, when when the title's on the line, style booking. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe Guerrero tries to get a cheeky roll-up on one of them and then it kind of descends into chaos. Yeah. Okay, all right. All the while, Eddie Guerrero is pissed off. He hasn't got his one-on-one rubber match against Owen Hart. I mean, that's fair. You would think that he, w- he would have got that. Yep. Owen enters the king of the ring again. So, again, I like this in here that Owen Hart is clearly becoming a bit of a King of the Ring specialist. Wants to win that third one to, to eclipse Brett. Um, he, again, following the tradition of replacing just the absolute stellar stars of WWF, he replaces Val Venus in that competition. Brilliant. He beats, beats Al Snow and Jeff Hardy before a semi-final with, you guessed it, Eddie Guerrero. So he gets his rubber match. Yes, he does, and Eddie wins it, going on to lose to Kurt Angle in the final. So again, Kurt Angle wins that King of the Ring, as he did. Eddie ramps up his win and demands a title shot for the European European title, but Owen starts going back into his heel mode, starts making excuses, saying, beating me in a non-title match doesn't mean anything, You you can't have a title shot. Um, but eventually, Owen, Owen and Eddie do meet for a third time. And a Eddie, third title match, yeah. Third title match, yeah. So Eddie prevails and Eddie becomes champion. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's gone, in, in a short spell, he's gone from many main event, uh, but, no, sorry, <laughs> former world champion. Yeah, Royal Rumble main winner. Main event, Rumble winner, many main event, replacing S.A. Rios in the, the tertiary title <laughs> match. Then not not even winning that title, winning it for a little while, then losing it and also losing the in the King Ring. So he's not having a good time in this post Brett retirement. He's been he's been shafted. He's been absolutely shafted. Being well, truly shafted. I can't believe this next next sentence. That in the meantime, uh, S. A. Rios beat Triple H for the world title. (laughs) 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 He didn't. He didn't. S.A. Rios isn't mentioned again. Um, <laughs> Poor S.A. Rios. I mean, we, we called in Owen Hart's booking. At least he gets ringed time. <laughs> okay, so a dejected Owen Hart starts campaigning for a spot at the SummerSlam main event, as he never got a single shot at the championship for winning the Rumble. 
kind of fair enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, ends up compromising and accepting another four-way match versus The Rock, Triple H, and Kurt Angle. How about that for a match? Yeah, sounds sounds amazing. That is that that's better than the WrestleMania um, two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Rock wins that match. Um, not not sure how, but he wins it. Um, Owen takes. Owen takes this time, <laughs> steals Xbox place this time. Wow, he's he's going after the, the all the jobbers. He's taking the he's the lead jobber <laughs> now. Isn't he? <laughs> he's taking the place of the who's who of European champions. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he takes Xbox place against Chris Jericho at Unforgiven. Okay. And once again, they put on a banger. It goes to a draw as both can't answer the ten count. Okay. Interesting. Could, yeah, could see that happening. So almost like a, uh, an impromptu last man standing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this leads to a who's better feud across Raw, which leads to a steel cage match at No Mercy, which Owen Hart wins. Yeah. Owen Hart versus Chris Jericho in a cage. Yeah. Run. On board for that. At Survivor Series, Owen faces William Regal again for the European title. Uh, again in a banger. Uh, and Owen Hart, Owen Hart wins. So I, I think this the European Championship is definitely being used by Dan here just to book a load of dream matches mm-hmm. against Radicals and Regal and Jericho. Yeah, can't blame him for that. Um, however, Owen drops it again two weeks later at Rebellion, which again is another UK pay-per-view. Um. And again, that fits because really it was only ever the European Championship that ever changed hands in the yeah. UK, wasn't it? Well, either that or there was a dog poo match every now and again <laughs> when the bulldog got got rock bottomed into a into a big pile of dog poo. Who hasn't been rock bottomed in a pile of dog poo well, yeah, in exactly. in the UK? If you're a wrestling fan, it's 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 just it's a dumb thing. <laughs> um, right, okay. Yeah, so that's giving the UK fans a home win. Dan says that's not very Vince McMahon, but fuck it. Okay. Owen then faces Chris Benoit for the Intercontinental title at Survivor Series. Okay. But he loses by submission. Rematch. So we're back to Royal Rumble now. We're a year on from Owen's massive Royal Rumble win. And this time Owen's in an Intercontinental ladder, Intercontinental title ladder match. Um, again, against Chris Benoit. And ju- just for you, yeah, Owen wins the title in the ladder match. Just for you, Magsy, Jericho gets a decent Rumble showing. D- does he win the Rumble, though? I- I- we need more information. I don't think so. It's just a decent I- showing. Be- being the Iron Man is all well and good, but does Jericho win a Rumble? <laughs> I, don't- I don't think he did. Um, Owen retains in the four-way. I don't know which four-way this is pinning either Jericho or Guerrero and gets on his bullshit again about not giving Benoit a rubber match one-on-one. So we see Owen now, he's getting a bit of a reputation for not giving people their rubber matches. Okay, so I, I like assume that. that Benoit was the fourth man in that match then? Yeah, must be. I like uh, I, I like that I like that character trait. He's really thought about Owen's character traits here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so Ben... Uh, is this Ben Waro? He's been face ever since. He's been face since Unforgiven. 
maybe earlier, but hasn't really changed. I don't know who that refers to. I think I think that's Owen. Benoit and Guerrero keep interfering in Owen Hart's business to annoy him into giving Benoit the title shot. And the match eventually gets made at WrestleMania X7. I, I, Owen Hart versus Chris Benoit. Okay, so... I'd, Rubber match. Why, why is Benoit... Uh, why is Guerrero helping Benoit to get a title shot? Surely Guerrero, especially Guerrero, will be very kind of a self-centered uh, into getting himself a title, title shot. But Dan's booking that man. It's been it's been almost a year and a half now since he got screwed at that match with S.A. Rios. He, he, all Guerrero wants is that match against S.A. Rios. <laughs> Who's not been future endeavoured, I assume, because we've not heard a lick of him. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Benoit beats Owen at Mania, sending Owen into a pit of rage, and he starts getting brutal with opponents and voicing his dissatisfaction openly. Again, a reminiscent of Brett. Um, kind of in his closing run with WWF. Um, due to his mindset and constant DQs for holding on to submissions or giving opponents savage beatings after the bell, Owen is suspended for a month, meaning he's off backlash and insurrections. He misses the UK pay-per-view that he was starting to starting to enjoy. Um, turns up a backlash anyway, but under a black version of the Blue Blazer mask. So... so- Black Blazer. Black Blazer? Mm-hmm. You might want to rethink the name, but... In, in all black, with no identifying, identifiable markers showing. I mean, apart from the fact he had extremely blonde hair, which <laughs> would be very, very hard to to, to mask. But I, I get it. Yeah, The Black Blazer, we'll go yep. with it. Um, so he turns up as, as, as the Black Blazer, helping Shane McMahon beat Big Show in a last man standing and screwing Eddie Guerrero out of the European title. Okay. So, helping Shane beat... So, is this a, a triple threat for the European title? Shane beat Big Show. I think these are two separate... I think I think these are so, two separate um, okay. interferences. So why is it... First, we need context on why he was helping Shane then. Because okay. that's the first mention of Shane in this whole booking. But Shane um, is a is famously a, an European champion, and we know he, cer- <laughs> he certainly is. Uh, and the the screwing Eddie, I, I get that. Uh, yeah. That to me feels like um, it may be a, a triple threat, last man standing, uh, and he's helped Shane be both big show. But I'm sure Dan will give us context anyway. How do you win a triple threat, last man standing match? And both your opponents not meeting the ten count, I would assume. That's that's hard to achieve. It is. If you've ever played one of them games on a WWE two <laughs> K game, they, them them guys don't stay down. <laughs> Can you imagine having to put two of them down. Oh, be an epic. Okay. Um so with all these interferences, Owen gives interviews from home denying he's the dark blazer. Okay, dark oh, blazer, I like that. Wrong, that's, I like that. That's one. way better than the black blazer. Yeah. <laughs> much <laughs> much less racial connotations there. <laughs> so Owen, not one to miss a UK pay-per-view. He loves a UK pay-per-view. Uh, he runs in at Insurrection, tries to screw Benoit in a mm-hmm. two out of three falls match, 
but only gives Angle one fall. Okay. Then he interferes in a handicap match in the main event, assisting Undertaker in getting the pin over Triple H. So it so, is all over the shop. So the, I, I'm, I'm going to retract what I said earlier. It looks like he did inter- interfere in two matches. Uh, he's just interfering willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. No more reason for these interferences. Looks like, so, so I think the Shane wasn't... There was no relevance to Shane. I think there's no relevance to... Maybe it's to these attacks. throw people off the scent that it's Owen Hart if he's attacking multiple people who weren't involved in that, that Benoit and Guerrero feud, it could be somebody else. That, yeah. Good thinking. Good thinking, yeah. Owen. It'd be a good uh, who who is it, wouldn't it? Mm. If GTV um, was around at this time, we'd get some, some real information on it. <laughs> right. Um, so, Dark Blazer, stroke, Owen, ups the ante at Judgment Day, assisting Angle in the final fall to win his medals, helping Kane beat Triple H in the chain match. Of course he helped Kane, because Dan (laughs) Griffin has booked this. (laughs) (laughs) And trying to influence the main match, a main event, Taker beating Austin. And is thwarted. All right, so, so he tries to interfere in Taker versus Austin, but is thwarted by Benoit and Triple H, who uh, who corner him off and run him off. Okay, so he doesn't successfully interfere, but he's interfered in three matches there, which makes for a thrilling pay per view. Over the over the fair space of three pay per views, he interfered in seven. <laughs> that's that's some WWE booking. <laughs> This is where I I go back on what I said before the show, and I would I would I would start stealing the pay per views. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As right, there's no concrete proof that Owen is or isn't the Blazer, and Owen is back on Raw the next day. I guess his suspension's over. He's good now, good guy. Doesn't know the Blazer, wants to help find out who it is, and of course, being Owen Hart, he's focused on the King of the Ring. Yeah, because he, well, he, he, that's what he's known for now. He's just the, the king of the ring jobber. <laughs> king, <laughs> king of the ring and European champion. And, okay. and and like absolute lightning booking, he replaces another jobber in the king of the ring. Who's <laughs> he replaced this time? Um, I haven't got there yet. Okay, so the Blazer, so while, while Owen's focusing on the king of the ring, the Blazer attacks become more random um, and takes out not just WF talent, but also WCW and ECW talent. So we're obviously now into the invasion storyline. We are, yep. Yeah, oh, oh, here we go. Owen takes Christian's place. <laughs> At least it's a step up from S.A. Rios and X-Pac, though, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's taking, taking over a, a true legend, though. Oh, I guess X-Pac's yeah. a legend, but you know. Owen, um, at last... You're on your own. <laughs> so again, another running theme through this uh, this imaginary Owen career. He's up against the big show again, who he beats by DQ. But get this, that's after a dark blazer attack on Owen. Ooh. <gasps> how, how did that happen? <laughs> well, it can't be Owen then. That, it's... The investigation is over. It's definitely not Owen, yeah. 
my money's on S.A. Rios. Because <laughs> they look so similar, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't pick the two out of a lineup. <laughs> There's no distinguishing features. You don't know is that Aside S.A. Rios. from Owen is built like a barrel, and S.A. Rios looks like a, a stick insect. But yeah, the, the the differences are uncanny. Okay. Right, Owen's made the final of the King of the Ring. So he's, he's on. He could win his third King of the Ring. Puts on a bang out with Kurt Angle in the semis. But Blazer, Dark Blazer, costs Owen in the final. This fucking Dark Blazer. What an absolute douchebag. Incredible. So, I think we've got to take the, the, the moniker of Owen being King of the Ring bound because he's been screwed every single year now. This is <laughs> starting to be a little bit unfair. You should have four or five King of the Rings. <laughs> um, right, on the back of this, Owen goes full Team WWF going into the invasion, and he wants a spot on Team WWF. Um, but he's denied. So I guess he just he's said to Vince, can I be on the team? And Vince has said, no. Have a match with Billy Kidman instead. <laughs> that, that seems like a fair deal. <laughs> Who's he replaced in that? Who did Billy Kidman fight at the invasion? I'm sure he had a match. Let's have a look. It's got to be someone. It's got to be a clown on it, surely. <sighs> Who would he replace? X Pack. X Pack again. But, I mean, this is Owen booking, and it's gone bad for Owen, but it's gone worse for S.A. Rios and X-Pac so far. They've been screwed out of real paydays. <laughs> They've been scrubbed from history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, right. Owen accepts. Owen, Owen accepts he needs to prove himself, but isn't happy about it, and he just beats Billy Kidman anyway, and it's a great match. Right, now Owen's going to go after the Blazer directly, trying to expose who he is. But uh, Dark, uh, but Dark Blazer injures Tajiri on the way to SummerSlam. So rather than getting a spot to bring one of the main titles back to WF, Owen gets put in the Cruiserweight Light Heavyweight Unification match against X-Park. Jesus wept. <laughs> Which he wins, but again, he sees as a snub. Cause... I mean, you would. Because he's replacing Tajiri now. <laughs> and he's facing X-Pac, who hasn't been around for a few years. Well, no, um, I'm not surprised because he's replaced X-Pac so many times <laughs> that he, I think he got future endeavoured. <laughs> right, Owen vacated the titles in a strop at not being given more. And the Blazer attacks are still ongoing, but more targeted on Owen himself. Owen starts accusing WWF of not caring about the Blazer now that it's only him being attacked. And it's because Vince has always hated the hearts. So fans get behind this. Owen's a face again. And as Tajiri is injured, Owen picks up the WCW US title going into Unforgiven. But Dark Blazer costs him the title against Rhino. At No Mercy, Owen replaces Tajiri in a frenemy tag team with Big Show. Losing by losing by a, a blazer um, interruption to the Dudleys. So so Owen and Big Show lose to the Dudleys in the WWE title match. Big Show snaps, attacking Owen after the match. 
Um, okay. Big Show gets no repercussions on Raw. Owen turns up the next week, still beat up, still fuming, gobbing off at Show and WWE's lack of care. Show tries to apologize, but gets attacked by the Blazer, who doesn't go for Owen this time. Oh. So, so it, 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 Blazer started to be a bit more bit consistent, going for Owen consistently, and now, now he's not going for Owen. So more confusion. Owen who begs Vince. But who is this? This Blazer is frustrated now. He's ruining it? the show so much. Um, Owen begs Vince for a title shot to draw out the Blazer, so it gets added to the Rebellion match with Austin and Rock. Blazer appears during the match, brawls backstage with Owen, takes him out, and then returns to help Austin win. Next night on Raw, Owen is revealed to be the Dark Blazer alongside Austin and the Alliance. Now. (laughs) Shoot, Magsy. (laughs) I mean, it's terrible booking, isn't it? Why would Austin... (laughs) Austin, man, we're talking the biggest star in wrestling history. The the guy that essentially carried the company on his back. I mean, Austin three sixteen. We're talking the <laughs> the most drawing wrestler of all time. Why would he be attacking all these randomers for Owen Hart? Why would he do Owen Hart these favors? Hmm. Owen broke his neck. I mean, he was interfering in European title matches. Do you think Stone Cold Steve Austin give a shit about the European title? This, you have gone, you've jumped the shark, Dan. You've absolutely, I think you and Vince Russo may have have done this this final part of this booking. (laughs) But we move on, we move on. Jesus Christ. He's not allowed to book. Dan, we appreciate your input, but we may never need you again. (laughs) You've been future endeavoured from Badlands. We do not wish you well in your your future (laughs) endeavours. Fucking Austin. Austin, of all people. You better explain it in this next two sentences. I mean, it's different. I don't know if he does or not. I can't remember if he does or not. Let's, let's see if there's... Let's see the logic here. So, Dark, Dark Blaze has done it. Owen's done it alongside Austin and the Alliance. Okay. He did it all to prove to himself and to Vince McMahon and the WWF... Or to prove to himself that Vince McMahon and the WWF never cared about him and never cared if a heart gets screwed. And he should have left years ago when he had the chance. I mean, he didn't need to do all this shenanigans to prove that. He went from champion to WrestleMania main eventer to curtain jerker at Backlash. A month later, he was curtain jerking for the European title. He didn't need all this to prove he didn't. He had no love at WWF. <laughs> it was there in black and white. There, 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 is, there is no logic to why Austin... I'm afraid there's, there's there's nothing on why why Austin was uh, keen to prove that Vince didn't care about the hearts. I mean, um, and yeah, and surely Austin he was a WWE guy. 
he made the most amount of money he's ever made. He was the star for for five, six years. Why would he go, do you know what? Oh, yeah, you're right. I think you've been dealt a bad hand here. Let me jeopardise my <laughs> ambassadorship and all my future revenue with the company and all my goodwill for this. <clears throat> Daniel. Daniel. Oh. <laughs> so let's, let's round this off. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Owen takes Shane McMahon's place in Team WCW at Survivor Series. But the result of the match is the same. <laughs> there we have. There we. This is the best bit. We have an admission from Dan. A uh, uh, bit of an anticlimax. But I believe that's very Vince McMahon. <laughs> so Dan has gone into the mindset of Vince McMahon. He's booked a brilliant story and thought, what would Vince do here? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Next night on Raw. We're still going. Owen is pleading for his job. Gets put in a handicap match against Kane and Undertaker. And is beaten and fired. <laughs> so after after months and months of Owen and Austin colluding to be the Dark Blazer, it still ends with Owen, who, who wanted to prove that WWE didn't love him, that he should have gone in the, in the first place to WCW, and the outcome was he is fired from the company. Anyway, so this is two years of booking that that makes not a lick of sense whatsoever. Like the build, the build to the pinnacle of Owen's career is really good. Yeah, it it, it goes quick as well. Like I mentioned yeah. it from from uh, Brett leaving uh, and then uh, uh, what happens uh, uh, over the edge. Owen's trajectory is quick to the top, and then it's just, it's just free fall all the way to the bottom of the of of the card, and then fired. Ridiculous. <laughs> so he, I I think that Dan hated Owen Hart with a passion, and if Owen had have lived, Dan would have would have made him wish he hadn't. <laughs> I can't follow that. <laughs> um, I, I like the Dark Blazer gimmick as well. I think that's a great gimmick. I, I, the, Until the reveal of Austin, when it just was overboard. The re- reveal, I, I, I don't get the reveal, sorry, Dan. But um, but yeah, great this, great gimmick. It would be enjoyable to watch. Like the invasion itself, it'd be enjoyable to watch. But the outcome is a bit naff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been entertaining though. I will give Brilliant. you that. This has been a half hour of it's it's been a roller coaster. A very dangerous, free falling, oblivion style roller coaster. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dan. There's There's more. He's, he's oh. got a little bit at the end. Have we got a little talk, um epilogue? About his, his, well, yeah, essentially an epilogue where he says that after WWE, uh, he kind of agrees with you that Owen goes to Japan. Uh, does uh, the G1 title challenges, uh, and he becomes a big part of early TNA, which kind of does make sense. Uh, but he does think that Owen will go back to WWE uh, a little bit earlier for a, a Rumble to Mania program with Shawn Michaels, possibly as early as, as uh, uh, WrestleMania 20. After this treatment, if I was Owen, I would never darken Stanford, Connecticut's door ever again <laughs> if if 
if Brett couldn't forgive the Montreal screw job, there is no way Owen Hart is forgiving this pile of bullshit. <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> you might you might be right. Oh I, this was a, so entertaining. Ridiculous uh, but very, very entertaining. I loved it. Great booking, yeah, I, Dan. Well, no, I tell that about not great booking. Funny booking. <laughs> yeah, funny, but good intentions. Funny booking. Um, I, I love, I love reading what Dan sends us. Absolutely love it. And we're so, we're so lucky to have someone who listens and and takes part like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for for all joking aside, it's. It's it is really difficult to kind of uh, predict or or go through what could have happened because there's so many different ways to uh, that history would have changed. So the fact he's kept a lot of the uh, what happened in the wrestling world uh, together. I feel for S.A. Rios. I feel for for X Pac. Uh, kind of getting expunged from wrestling history. Uh, but I do. I did really enjoy the booking. Um, it was ridiculous, but I. That's the best part of the rest of the sports. It is ridiculous. Yeah, it would be an enjoyable ride. <sighs> wow, we need we need a palate cleanser now. So this is where I'm going to insert an advert for a chair shop. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer Avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Anyway, let's get on to this week's actual topic um well i say this week's i mean this week's slash next week's because uh mr tolly here didn't do his homework as he said at the beginning of the show but i'm sure he'll uh he'll be able to critique man uh, as we go along probably much like dan's i've given dan a lot of grief for his man is probably going to be just as ridiculous um but yeah the the topic set was um what if the undisputed era went to main roster so for for those who live under a rock, everybody knows who the Undisputed Era is. Uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Roddy Strong. Uh, they've all essentially gone their own ways. I think Roddy is still with the company, but his, his days do feel like they may be a little bit numbered. Um, Cole uh, and... Um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish now all in AEW doing a well calls in the in the title picture and uh, uh, Fish and O'Reilly are in the the tag team division so really kind of uh, doing well for themselves but that period for me in NXT uh, with with the Undisputed Era was it was peak it was peak NXT for me it was when uh, NXT was its hottest it was its most exciting um, I think as a as a foursome. Um, it was a throwback to old school uh, WWF factions. 
Uh, and for for me, there's been a massive bought missed with them not going to main roster and, and kind of a, what could have happened if they if they went up. Yeah. Do, do you think they were NXT's biggest stars? It, with that, not just in their but if think of NXT as a whole, but forgetting what happened in main roster, because obviously you, you know you've got Charlotte and Sasha, etc. But actually, just looking at NXT, do you think Undisputed Era were the biggest stars of the Yellow and Black era? Um, I would say, I, I would say it's not even debatable. Um, the the four horsewomen, uh, amazing, amazing wrestlers, but. Even then, NXT was very much a a niche of a niche product. Not a lot of people yeah. kind of watched it. I think um, NXT with the Undisputed Era, that's when it broke out and became the cool super indie. Yeah. Uh, that, well, the WWE's version of a cool super indie. Uh, Filling in basketball arenas. Yeah, especially under Triple H and and William Regal, who really do know how to uh, book for a a modern wrestling fan. Um, I think they were untouchable. Uh, Everything they did seemed to be absolute gold. So, yeah, I think in terms of breakout stars, those guys should have been huge in in WWE. Uh, And I I really do think they've missed the ball of them. I think I'd agree. I get it. I get the feeling a lot of people, even people who didn't particularly watch NXT, a lot of people were aware of who Undisputed Era were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what I've done is I've actually, uh, I've booked from um, Stand and Deliver uh, of of 2021. So essentially the leading into... uh, WrestleMania 37, and then kind of booked all the way through for for the for the year. So we start at, uh, and there's a few little changes that I've had to make in terms of the timeline. Uh, nothing major. Um, well, it, I suppose it is major because I they get used in my storyline, but um, but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, and they happen very early on anyway. So uh, and then we start really kind of veering into into my fantasy booking. Does anyone lose their career like uh, like poor SA and X? <laughs> Nobody is nobody's wiped off the face of the earth in my booking, let's put it like that. Excellent. <laughs> okay, so we uh we walk into stand and deliver, uh undisputed era, uh are holding all of the gold, um apart from the NXT championship, because at the time uh, Finn Balor was the champion. We've just got through that uh, that early run of Finn Balor coming into the company uh, as as the prince and uh, really wanting to um, to regain um, the 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 respect he had at NXT. We've had the 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 reveal where uh, he comes and essentially looks like he's joining Undisputed Era, and then Adam Cole super kicks him. All that all that palaver still happened. So going into uh, NXT Stand and Deliver, Carl and Bobby, the tag team champions, they lose the belts uh, in a fatal four-way. Now, the original match was actually a triple threat uh, because Carl and, and Bobby had already lost the belts. But in my storyline, they've, they've, they've kept hold of them. Um, but they do lose them in this show uh, to uh, in a match that involves uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans, uh, Legado del Fantasma, 
and MSK. Uh, and I've gone for something that I think should have actually happened at the time. I've gone with uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans uh, being champions. Yeah. Um, as much as I like MSK and uh, and the work that uh, Legado do, I think that uh, it's it's beyond a joke that the, the the veterans haven't won an NXT tag team title yet. I think it's uh, they are easily the best tag team in in NXT at that time. So I put the straps on them. Yeah, um, one of the best tag teams there is. Full stop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we've got Roddy Strong. He's uh, he's the North American champion, and he goes and loses that title to uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, and then in the the main event, Adam Cole uh, is facing Finn Balor and Karrion Cross in a triple threat. Uh, now, uh, originally this was um, this is where Karrion Cross won the title, uh, beating Balor. And I've got that again. I've got Karrion Cross. Uh, picks up the victory, he pins Finn Balor. So Adam Cole uh, is involved in the match but doesn't lose and yet still doesn't walk away as champion. Uh, so then we go to uh, the Raw after Mania. Um, Finn Balor has returned from his dalliance at NXT um, and he wants to challenge uh, current champion Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. Um Bobby Lashley had successfully retained at, at WrestleMania 37. Um, Bobby MVP, and this is a, this is again where I've made a little kind of detour from from reality. Uh, the rest of the hurt business are still with uh, with Bobby Lashley. Uh, actually, in the build up to to the match against Drew, Bobby had actually cut uh, Cedric Alexander and uh, uh, and Shelton Benjamin out of the out of the uh, the group. Uh, well, in my storyline now, they're still together. They're still a faction. Uh, you've you've righted a wrong there. You, you've, you've righted yeah. two wrongs in the uh, in the space of two nights of your booking. Mm-hmm. So um, they they laugh at Balor, scoffing at him. I mean, Bobby Lashley has just beaten Drew Drew McIntyre. How does Finn Balor, who is half the size of Drew, think he can? Can fare any better against uh, against um, Bobby Lashley? No way on earth he, he should be able to. But Balor is brave, and he slaps the yellow off Bobby Lashley's teeth. Quickly escapes the ring before getting a beatdown. Incensed that uh, that that's happened, um, Bobby is not a happy bunny. So we get to WrestleMania Backlash. Finn doesn't get a match. It's actually Drew McIntyre gets a WrestleMania rematch because that's what WrestleMania Backlash is. That's all about. It's essentially, let's run it back. Uh, Bobby retains uh, the title, uh, but he loses uh, by DQ uh, because Finn Balor comes out and attacks him. Again, this leaves Bobby, his piss is boiling and we cut the show uh, with Finn Balor and that cheeky, wide-toothed smile at the top of the ramp whilst uh, Bobby and the Hurt Business are, are incensed in the middle of the ring. Next book, next pay-per-view is Hell in a Cell. Um, still no title match for Finn. Finn is getting really frustrated at this now. Drew has got another shot. Um, and in the in the actual real timeline, this this did happen. This was uh, Drew's uh, last chance 
Hell in a Cell match. The, that match takes place. Bobby beats Drew clean as a whistle, uh, meaning that Drew doesn't get another chance at the title as long as Bobby is champion. So sticking with the original timeline there, um, the only difference is the Hurt Locker is still together and we see Bobby, MVP, Cedric and Shelton all pausing in the ring, carrying all the major titles in, in the company um, because um, Cedric and Shelton are tag team champions and, and Bobby is obviously WWE champion. Again, we see Balor at the top of the entrance. This time he's not got a smile on his face. This time he's staring a hole through the champions. But we don't see any action. The the, the screen cuts um, and the champions are able to, to get their celebrations uh, without any interference. I like it. Good imagery so far. Good use of imagery. Thank you very much. So next we go to Money in the Bank. This is where Finn finally gets his shot. I mean, you're talking three months he's had to wait. Well, two and a half months he's had to wait. Has he been doing anything in the meantime? Yeah, I mean, there's been... Um, I didn't want it to be like two hours of me going through Raw after Raw, but uh, it's the, t- <laughs> the typical kind of uh, build that WWE do that... Um, Members of groups or will uh, will um, have have matches with the the the, pres- the prospective opponents, eventually leading to the storylines we 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 end up at the pay per views. Yeah. Uh, so, By the way, if, if this doesn't end with Steve Austin taking Finn Balor to one side, uh, uh, still being disrespected, yeah. Steve I've got Austin an idea. comes out as, as yeah, he comes out as Demon Balor, Demon Austin. I've got it. I've got it. But but I don't. That's a spoiler. We'll get to that. Cut that bit out. <laughs> so we're at Money in the Bank. Finn's getting his shot, um, but the numbers game is 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 massive. At the end of the day, it's one guy against the four members of the Hurt business. Uh, the odds are massively. Massively stacked against him. Uh, but Finn is... Uh, he's brave. He's wily. Gives it all he's got. And he gets to the precipice of dethroning Bobby Lashley as, as WWE Champion. Now, sensing that impending loss coming, this is when uh, the rest of the the Hurt Locker... Uh, the Hurt Business... The Hurt Locker. Jesus, that's a totally different kettle of fish. But the rest <laughs> of the, the Hurt Business storm the ring... Um, which means Balor wins by DQ, but we know the rules of WWE. That means he doesn't win the title. And Balor is just getting a beat down. He's been frustrating these guys for months and he's getting his comeuppance, getting absolutely wasted. And then a very familiar theme tune hits the hits the speakers. Shock the system. Big Out- pop. Huge pop. Huge. Outcome the Undisputed Era. They rush the ring and they clear the Hurt Business out. Now, Finn, he's, he's shocked. Didn't expect this whatsoever. His last uh, dealings with uh, with the Undisputed Era didn't go particularly well. Um, he remembers how he was treated by uh, the Undisputed Era. Very, very weary of, of Adam Cole and his and his gang of cronies. But he sees the 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 familiar wolf hand signals. Um Adam Cole helps him stand up and he stands 
with the the Undisputed Era. Unfortunately for Finn, though, lightning does strike twice. And once again, he's super kicked by Adam Cole. No. Again. But in stark contrast to the first attack, which took the rest of the Undisputed Era by... Um, uh, it shocked them. This time they're in on the they're in on the attack, and they all start laying waste to Finn Balor as well. So he's not only has it took a beating from the hurt business, he's then took a beating from the undisputed era. That's a shit night. Yeah, for Finn Balor definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. And again, uh, another great uh, image as the undisputed era stand in the middle of the ring. Pausing with the with the UE signs, um, and they've truly arrived and shocked the main roster system this time. So we've got to uh, money in bank, and that's when the 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 undisputed era has finally arrived on main roster. So in the build up to SummerSlam, uh, the undisputed era are running roughshod over the hurt business. Um, we get to the, the biggest party of the summer and uh, Red Dragon challenge Cedric and Shelton for those uh, tag titles, which they uh, successfully win in, in the curtain jerker. And then we have Adam Cole, who is flanked by uh, Roddy Strong. He takes on Bobby Lashley, who's cornered by MVP uh, for, for the WWE title. Following a ref, uh, ref bump, uh, interference from Roddy, uh, and a run-in from those new tag team champions, Red Dragon. Uh, Adam Cole beats Bobby Lashley and wins the WWE title. Oh, so early doors. You've gone straight in there. Within within the first month of being in the main roster, the undisputed era are draped in gold yet again. That's insane. That's and un- that, that that can't have happened before. That's unprecedented. Exactly. I mean, mm. th- these guys are uh, the the phenoms. The this there is a they're a force that the WWE has never seen before. So we get to Extreme Rules, um, and the Hurt Business all get their respective rematches. Um, O'Reilly and Fish easily retain those uh, those tag titles, and um, Adam Cole successfully defends against a, a Bobby Lashley who is not at 100% after after what had happened at, at SummerSlam and all the, the kind of uh, pre-Extreme uh, Rule shenanigans. Um, Roddy Strong, though, he's uh, he's looking the odd one out for, for Undisputed Era, kind of like he did for long periods in NXT when uh, the rest had titles and he was the only one without one. He's your favourite, right? <clears throat> Out of these four, um, yeah, and 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 for context, I didn't like the fact he was added to Undisputed Era at all in the first place. Um, whilst he, for me, is arguably the best wrestler of the lot, it just felt they were adding him for no reason. He grew on me in the group, um, and he he adds more gold to this Undisputed Era uh, trophy case because he beats Damian Priest and Jeff Hardy in a triple threat for the the WWE United States title, which means that the Undisputed Era have have achieved the Golden Prophecy yet again. But this time, they've not done it in in the developmental brand. They've done it on the biggest stage in wrestling. They've done it on Raw. 
They've completed it. They have. So we get to Crown Jewel now. Red Dragon defend their tag titles against AJ Styles and Omos successfully. Kofi Kingston gets a shot for Roddy Strong's US title. Unable to, to wrestle the belt from the champion, so Roddy returns. And Big E gets a shot at Adam Cole's WWE title. Adam Cole Bebe leaves Saudi Arabia at still as champion. The the Undisputed Era are still on top of the world in, in, in terms of wrestling. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Survivor Series next. And we see in the build-up the return of Finn Balor. Four-month layoff. Taken out by the Hurt, uh, Hurt Business and then by Undisputed Era. And during that time, he's had one soul mindset, one soul focus, and that's revenge. Revenge on Adam Cole. Revenge on the Undisputed Era. He demands a tile shot. Gets a title shot at Survivor Series. No, no messing about this time. No two-month wait. Instant title shot. Pay-per-view comes around. And Finn is beating the living piss out of Adam Cole. Well on the way to, to winning the WWE title. But yet again, as as seems to be uh, the norm for Finn Balor, the numbers game is too much for him to, to, to beat. And the rest of Undisputed Era get involved to cost him the title, he wins by DQ, but doesn't get the belt. Wow. Okay. Wow. So serves him right. Nobody, nobody likes a Q jumper, do they? <laughs> it's not over though. He's frustrated. He's angry, but he's also self-reflecting. He's he realizes that maybe sometimes he's uh, his heart rules his head, and. The numbers game needs to be something he can combat. He knows that things have to change. And he, it feels like he's learned a lesson. Um, he fell for the, the, the tricks of Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era twice. Uh, he was unable to beat the numbers game with both the Hurt Business and the Undisputed Era. He's, he finally knows he needs backup. And he's gone out and he's got some backup. He's joined a, a faction of his own to balance out these numbers. Finn Balor has joined Imperium. Oh, I thought you were bringing back Bullet Club again. Ah, well, so we've... Wow, joined it. Well, Finn Balor in Imperium. Okay. Yeah, so we, yeah I'm we, here for it. With Aikner, Bartel... And Volta, no gun, no gun to bullshit in this. Volta, uh, in his corner, this this shifts the balance, and Finn is able to to beat Adam Cole at day one, win the towel, and he's the the show ends with him holding the WF title aloft, and Imperium pausing uh, in that traditional um, hands behind the back stance, stood behind Finn Balor. Okay. Love it. You're ushering in a new era, yeah. 
this is a, 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 a very disputed era. Yeah, clearly. Okay. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. Believe me. I, I said to you in uh, in in the preacher. I am. This may be my best booking ever, and I and I do not say that lightly. You've you've gone all in now. You, <laughs> you should have saved that to the end. <laughs> so we're now up to the Royal Rumble. Cole uh, attempts to regain his title, uh, but is is unsuccessful because he just cannot um, he cannot um, negate the presence of Volta at, at ringside. Uh, that that gives uh, Finn the the power. It emboldens him to to be able to retain. And then in the um, in the Rumble match, Volta again involved, and he's very very dominant. A, a, a Kane slash Undertaker slash Big Show Big Show style run, dominated all the way through the the match, and eventually wins that thirty man Royal Rumble. Wins the whole thing. I, I thought you bringing in Volta as like a uh, an enforcer. Okay, he is number one contender. You thought wrong, sir. I did. So, uh, elimination chambers next. Um, Finn Balor, he has to defend his WWE title in the Elimination Chamber match. And this match, obviously, is in a, a, a sealed uh, chamber, so he hasn't got the backup of, of Volta, he hasn't got the backup of Imperium. Uh, he's, a, he's most vulnerable again. But what makes this worse is that the Undisputed Era have managed to manufacture their way into four of the other five spots of the match. Yeah, um, so how that happened is in the qualifying matches, they used their numbers advantage to make sure each member of the of the Undisputed Era won their, uh, their respective qualifiers. So we're looking at Finn Balor and Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish and Roddy Strong. And there's one sixth place and that's Seth freaking Rollins. Any reason? Well, not particular, just because I haven't mentioned him at all in this book. <laughs> I felt he deserved a little bit of a mention. You should um, always mention Seth Rollins. You always got to book Seth Rollins. Exactly. Uh, but this means that the numbers game do, does not look well for Balor. Um, but with the help of Seth, he's able to actually initially fend off the the undis- undisputed era. But Seth ends up being the first person eliminated, which means essentially it's all all said and done for Finn. He becomes the second man eliminated, which means that all four Undisputed Era members are in the final four of, of the Elimination Chamber match. And we're going to get a new champion. A guaranteed new champion because yeah. Finn, Finn is out pretty early. We get some clowning, we get some teasers of, of, of dissension, of teasers of actual fighting between the, the two groups. But ultimately, uh, uh, Red Dragon and Rodder lay down for uh, Adam in a, a very blatant homage to the finger pork of doom. Adam Cole uh, regains the, the title, the Undisputed Era, all draped in gold again, laughing at the rest of the roster. Three people lie down. 
they Fuck. all lie down and Adam pins all three at the same time. That's dreadful. That's that's dreadful. <laughs> is is it worse than it was me, Austin, all along as the dark blazer? No. <laughs> No, no, we we're still in the realms of logic here, but oh my word, that that is, we haven't seen litter thrown into the ring for some time, but we could, mm-hmm. uh, we could, we could see. Well, well I guess um, elimination chambers in Jeddah, isn't it? So it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be littering in Jeddah because no, you will get your hands chopped off. Yeah, <laughs> but there would be strong booing. Tutting. There will be a lot of tutting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we get to the Magnus Magnum Opus, WrestleMania thirty eight. Uh and in the in the running we we get some interesting details about Finn's deal with Imperium. Uh it's revealed that uh once he lost the, the top title, he he would be made to fall in place behind the ring general, uh, as Volta uh, would use that rumble win to 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 challenge Adam Cole. That means Finn um, is not going to be able to regain that that WWE title, but he does get a, a shot against Roddy for for the US title, and uh, Fabian Aigner and Marcel Bartel will get tag team title shots. So. WrestleMania 38 Nat one is very um, Imperium versus uh, Undisputed Era heavy. It's a show focused around this this uh, this interfaction battle. So uh, in the opener, Finn Balor uh, takes on Roddy Strong. He's able to beat Roddy Strong uh, and kind of like uh, that's happened in 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 real life, wins his first ever uh, run as US champion. We get to the middle of the card. Red Dragon uh, lose their titles to uh, Aigner and Bartel. They become the the one-time um, Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, this doesn't look well for Adam Cole. The Omens are, are not shining down on Adam Cole, baby, at all. But weirdly and very surprisingly, he's more confident than than he normally is and this is a guy who's who believes in himself always confident but he's he's almost smarmy confident like he knows something he knows mm. something's going on the the gig is up i can't see where this is going okay so we get to the main event and adam cole and, and volta have an absolute barn burner of a match just just brutal, brutal, gorgeous match. And it looks like um, Adam Cole's earlier confidence is, is severely misplaced. He's getting chopped to death. He's just getting dominated. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's four foot eleven taking on six foot odd Volta. <laughs> just, he's just getting beat down. Absolutely beat down. Um, so... Uh, we see Imperium looking to to interfere. Volta's having none of it. He's like, nope, the mat is sacred. I don't need you to to interfere. He he says, no, you are not getting involved. This gives Adam Cole uh, a window to attack, 
and he uh, he attempts to hit the the uh, Volta with some some big offense. Gets him down to his knees. Goes for the for the the big shot. Uh, the last shot. Imperium can't have this. They then do storm the ring. They 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 try and attack Adam Cole. The referee throws them out of the of the arena. They are then kicked out of ringside. Absolutely fuming now. But the odds are back one on one. Volta recovers. Is able they to a bit of time, aren't they? He has. Volta is able to recover though and starts re, uh, really dominating again. Uh, and just as he's uh, looking to cement his advantage and and uh, and uh, beat Adam Cole. We see a ref bump. The ref accidentally gets taken out with a chop, just, just brutal. And and just after that happens, um, the very distinctive raspy guitar solo of of fat floods the stadium, and we see Kevin Owens appear at the top of the entrance ramp. What? Okay, this has distracts Volta. Volta uh, fuming signals to Kevin to come to the ring if he dares. He's going to get what Adam Cole's just got. Kevin does, never backs down from a fight, starts to slowly walk down the ramp. But as he does walk down the ramp, his music kind of fades out, and we start to hear uh, a faster guitar chord, but still a very familiar one. One that sends the crowd wild uh, and we're talking massive pop super kick party Walter looking around confused what is going on turns around triple super kick Adam Cole and the Young Bucks take Walter down we see a Meltzer driver we see more bang for your buck a stunner from Kevin Owens, and finally a last shot from Adam Cole. The the books throw the referee back in the ring. Adam Cole retains his WWE title, and the end of WrestleMania 38 Night One has Mount Rushmore back together, and Mount Rushmore in a WWE ring. Wow. End scene. Very, very good. Very, I like it. But <laughs> okay, so, so contract contractually, would, would would the bucks be available then, or did did um we 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 we're forgetting about contract situations? Well, um, when they signed us. Uh, EVPs. Um, I think it's safe to assume they sound the same uh, terms as as Cordy. And okay. Obviously, Cordy's contract was up, which means technically the the book's original contract would have been up. Now I assume they've signed a, an extension now, but in my storyline they don't, and they sign uh, with the WWE, and we get Mount Rushmore. Okay, let me. Yeah, okay. I'll let you have it. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I really like the story, and I, I like. I genuinely think that that may be the best fancy booking I've done. 
the, the twists and turns from from it meant to be about the Undisputed Era to to getting Finn Balor his flowers uh, as as champion, then a a, a good run with uh, Undisputed Era uh, uh, running roughshod, and then Mount Rushmore back together. I'm, Very I'm nice. proud of this. I'm proud of it. I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see a lot of it coming, so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the way it pulled Imperium into the main event onto the main roster. I just met stars. I the made main in. event stars. Yeah. I like. I like your WrestleMania Night One because then it leaves what night. Because my concern would be that's a lot of new stars to be putting on WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But then if you've got Night Two, a lot more traditional WWE heavy then yeah that makes sense what happens to the to the hurt business well there's now three viable well four viable factions so you've got Adam Cole in two of them well I didn't go further into it but if I if I were uh, to kind of keep booking I would say Adam Cole ditches the rest of Undisputed Era uh, which either leaves them to break up or them to form uh, a much tighter three-man group. So mm. the 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 potential is there for many kind of faction wars because you've yeah. got three to four big factions there. Yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see him as the champion in, in more factions, t- two factions, and well, I think that'd be a really interesting story. I don't has that ever happened before. And I think they they are trying to kind of play that in AW now, with him being part of like the super elite, and then also being part of the undisputed elite as well. So, um, if he wins the title from uh, Hangman Page, yeah, we could definitely see that happening. Yeah, I, I'd like I'd like to see that. That's so, yeah, I I I think that was that was one of your strongest bookings. I, thank you very much. I really liked it. It sets a bar for you and hopefully Ray to uh, to one up me next week. I'll give it a good go, and Dan, of course. And, and well, Dan, <laughs> I'm going to have to vet Dan's booking <laughs> like, with a fine tooth comb before we allow it back on the show. We have we have standards on here, and Austin revealing himself as the Dark Blazer, it just doesn't cut it for me. <laughs> That feels like some Vince Russo booking, and yeah, we're not having that on this show. <laughs> what was always what was good about your? I want more from yours. I could quite happily listen to the next year of that. So that is that's brilliant. And to be fair, I could I, Dan's Owen Hart one. I could have listened to another year of that as well, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, he's sacked in the, the night after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he did mention that he went into New Japan, so there is a year of that, I suppose. Of course, yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah. leave them wanting more. Yeah, so essentially that's, that's my booking. Uh, that's how I would like to have seen the, the Undisputed Area uh, go if they come to main roster. You'll have to, uh, you've got an extra week's homework to, to kind of plan yours. Um, but you did mention that you have the next topic, which obviously we won't be covering next week, but it'll be certainly one uh, for, for the week after. Um, what is your topic, sir? Well, I think we need a couple of weeks to think about this one anyway, because it's a, a, I, think it's, I think this is an interesting one. And I think I've done this before. I'm actually going to give you a choice again. Okay. So all all on the same theme, 
but they're all working very, they all work in very different decades so you can you can choose your you can choose your decade of preference and i want you to book me a year on uh, so a, a year as a full timer in wwf or wwe or another company if you want but for one of these people okay Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, okay. um, Floyd Mayweather, or Tyson Fury. Mm. I'm I'm not going to say which one I'm going to book for yet. I'm going to give that a lot of thought. So it's Muhammad Ali, Mark Tyson, Floyd Mayweather, or. Tyson Fury. Okay. Of course, they've all been involved in WWF over the years, which did not boxers just picked at random. <laughs> Ma- mainly in, in WrestleMania moments as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all yeah. very much like one off moments. I want, if they signed a, a mega money contract, which, you know, I'm kind of hoping Tyson Fury does at some stage, how would you book that? He, he, he's very likely to, I think. But yeah, that's uh, interesting. I don't think we've had a. Have we had a? Have, have we had like a real famous boxer come in and start a WWE? Obviously, we had UFC guys come in and. Um, I don't think. I mean, Butterbean has had a couple of spots. Uh, Mark Miro, you could probably count because he won the uh, Golden Gloves a few times. But I don't think a a boxer has come in who's had a lot of significant success in terms of towels so yeah that'll be uh some interesting booking get your teeth into that one mm, got a couple of weeks to think about it as well yeah so, i'm interested to see which one you pick who says it's just going to be one are you going to book them all i'm not mad i think you'll go tyson i definitely think you'll go tyson which tyson though mac or I just edging my bets. <laughs> I'm going fifty-fifty. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a really interesting topic. Uh, so yeah, uh, tune in next week for for uh, Paul's undisputed era booking and hopefully Ray's undisputed era booking. Uh, but yeah, that's essentially it for this week. So, Mister Toller, your favourite moment of the show when you get to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that one. That was really good fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you. And again, thank you to Dan. I know we've given, I've given him grief over this episode, but yeah, his input has been absolutely superb over the, the last few weeks and, and long may it continue. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Um, yeah. Uh, that threw, threw me off. <laughs> so thanking uh, Dan for sending in his, his booking has thrown you off. It, just any anything outside the usual um outside the usual script throws me off um if like dan you want to share um your thoughts on any of the what ifs we've covered or the what ifs we're going to cover in the future or you want to suggest a particular what if you'd like us to cover in the future best place to find us is on twitter he's at podfather mags i'm at rain counter and um ray is at it's ray cash Let's give us all a follow and let us know let us know your thoughts, um, all our future what ifs, and all the what ifs we've done before. And before that, our uh, Mount Rushmore's 
that that we did um, a few years back now. They're all available over on Cheershot Radio Network. So best place to get those is to go to your podcast provider of choice to find Cheershot Radio Network and give us a subscribe. And if you do that every single day, you're going to get quality wrestling content, quality entertainment content, um, just your week of jam-packed full of great podcasts. So go do that. Uh, if you want to get some get get some new threads for the summer, head over to Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash the chair shot, and you can find a great selection of t-shirts over there that uh, help pay the bills. Uh, I'd be much appreciated if you if you wanted to pick something up from there. Like I say, loads of cool designs. And if you just want your latest wrestling news, uh, pro wrestling news and opinion, head over to thechairshot.com where you can find that. Um, and until then, um, hope you hope you listen next Thursday to um, to what we got lined up. And uh, and yeah, until then, always use your head. I've forgotten my lines again. Stay safe. <laughs> look after yourself. Look after your families. Always use your head. I'll say it again. Always use your head. <laughs> so nasty said it thrash. <laughs> TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.